Welcome. It is episode 168. And today we are talking about strengthening your intuition. This topic was drawn out of my Hair to Thrive Facebook group. Before the start of this season, I asked some of that audience in there what they wanted to hear more of, and intuition came up. So in this episode, I'm really diving into my experience with forming a deeper relationship with my intuition and specifically tapping into the four elements I believe are absolutely essential that we can really sink our teeth into as we seek to strengthen our intuitive muscle. Because I believe that intuition is like any other muscle. We all have intuitive abilities and senses, but unless we use those senses and strengthen them up, they can lie dormant. So here we go, diving deep into intuition and how we can really start to hear our own inner knowledge. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Let's start with what am I actually talking about when I say intuition, shared understanding. Let's make sure we all are on the same page. I think of our intuition as being another sense we can develop. In Western culture, most of us have been brought up in a world that has very much made us believe that if we can't experience it through one of our five senses, then it doesn't exist. That it isn't real unless we can touch, taste, see, or smell it. And I for sure have had my moments of being a deeply skeptical person when it comes to finding the whole sixth sense stuff a little out there. But I'm also the person that would say the more I am certain I know, the more I realize I don't yet know. The world is mysterious and I'm always fascinated by how I can be surprised. So while in our Western cultures, we have not been taught that this is a reliable sense within us, many indigenous populations really do have strong intuitive muscles and they've used them to guide them and connect with the deeper parts of themselves and the universe for generations. So my view now, where I sit currently, is that just because I can't see something with my eyes, touch, taste, hear, or smell it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It merely means that my standard human body operating systems are not able to process the information. So much like we know that there are sounds out there that our ears can't hear because they're outside of our perceptive range, 
and we're surrounded by radio waves. And I guess those are the same ones that the TVs and cell phones use, whatever they're transmitted on. We can't sense nor see those waves, yet we have so much proof that they very much exist. There is a podcast episode a couple back, the one question that helps me have faith, and it comes in here for me. When I cannot necessarily have evidence of something, I check in with myself and consider, who am I when I believe this thought? Applying that here, who am I when I believe that I can harness my intuition for guidance and connection? When I believe that thought, I'm more authentically aligned. I'm a more trusting person who feels supported by the universe. So hey, I'm all for leaning into our intuitive muscle and building up the strength of our inner guidance. Which leads us to, but how? How do we do that? How do we build up our intuitive strength? How do we make our intuition stronger? There are four elements that I think are really useful to consider when we're trying to do this. In quick succession, they are having a spiritual practice, formulating a way to receive guidance, turning off outside influences, and trusting yourself with what you hear or receive. So let us dive deeper into each of these. Number one, having a spiritual practice. First and foremost, having a spiritual practice, I believe is essential to developing your intuition. I don't think you can bypass this. This world is a scattered, crazy making place and you have to find a way to tune into a different plane of energy where you will find that sense of intuitive knowing. So while I say spiritual practice, I really think meditation is the strongest tool you can add into your life if you want to have a deeper connection with yourself and your intuition. If meditation sounds totally overwhelming, consider a prayer or a gratitude practice where you really focus your energy into feeling that gratitude, that grateful space and enhancing that grateful energy within you. For me, my intuition started to grow as I began to meditate. My favorite meditation music is from Seeker's Sanctuary from Tali Rowland, who I have had on the podcast flick through and you'll be able to find her episode. She has binaural beats tracks and I just find them so magical. I truly can't speak highly enough of her meditation music and I feel like it really assists me with getting into that meditative space very quickly. So you can find out more about her music if you're interested at seeksanctuary.com. It's in the show notes as well. I think Tali has a membership and I'm pretty sure you get a free trial with that as well. So first, the essential element that I don't think you can bypass is some form of spiritual practice. Meditation is fantastic, but a regular heartfelt gratitude practice could be a really good starting point if meditation feels a long way out there for you. Number two you have to formulate a way to receive the guidance. Now, 
This is important to note. I think of intuition almost being like a game in translation. You have to have a way to receive the guidance that you're seeking. And I don't think everyone receives guidance the same way. I discussed this in the episode with Shannon Kaiser recently. In her new book, Return to You, she talks about the different types of clear senses we have. There's clear audient, clairvoyant, clear cognizant, and clear sentient. Her overview is great. It's super thorough, and I highly recommend her book if you want to deepen your personal connection, just in general, because Return to You, that's what it's about. But you can equally just research these four different clairs as well. Google. Gotta love a Google. This was really useful for me, and I kind of stumbled across this knowledge of myself, but I tend towards clear audient and a little bit of clear cognizant. Basically, most of my intuitive messages come to me through the sense of almost like an internal hearing. And I do know sometimes as well. So that internal hearing for me is almost like another voice in my head that I can tune into that is not my own. But to pick up this kind of information, I personally can either sort of tune into my mind and then almost have a conversation. That sounds wacky, I know. By asking questions and then waiting to receive thoughts. And this is why meditation helps me. Or I can also journal and free write. So that works really well for me. But you might be someone who is clairvoyant and sees things in pictures. And there might be different things that work for you. Or someone who feels things, they might really find that sitting in quiet contemplation in nature might be better. What I guess I would encourage you to do here is really consider what might work best for you. And I would encourage you to read up a little bit on the different types of clear senses we can have. If you think that journaling might also be a tool that could work for you, The prompt I use, and then I start a stream of consciousness or free writing without thought or editing. But the prompt I use to get myself started is, what do I most need to hear today? You don't have to use that prompt. It's a super general one. If you have a specific question, you could write that down too. But a general prompt I use to connect my intuition is, what do I most need to hear today? The other thing I would say about receiving guidance is look for the signs. I will notice that if there is something that is sitting on my heart, I'll sometimes start to see signs. For me, these are typically random things that pique my interest, but a few signs that might be worth considering and could be indications that the universe is trying to get your attention, angel numbers. So if you see recurring numbers, Some people consider these angel numbers. So I will sometimes just Google search the number and see what message comes up and if I resonate with any part of that message. So if you are seeing 222 every day, for example, or 111, these might be angel numbers. The other one is spirit animals or spirit totems. So I will sometimes notice an animal when I'm needing reassurance or craving it. For example, it might be a bug that feels out of place. And sometimes that can just sort of twig a sense in me that I should investigate more. 
I think the most recent time this happened to me was literally I had this giant cricket that was sitting on the hood of my car and wouldn't leave. Like after I drove, it was still there and it just seemed really out of place. And I looked it up and the message felt really on point for me as well. I can also remember there was a few weeks a couple of years ago where I was just seeing frogs like in the wackiest places, like a frog inside my house, one sitting on my screen door. It was weird. So those are the sorts of things that make me start to think, huh, should I look this up and see what the message might be in here for me? One that is a little bit more personal, I will sometimes feel or resonate with a message that I can pick up in a song. So it's all about the timing of the song and if I am pondering something in particular. But sometimes when I ask for a sign from the universe, an answer or some form of reassurance will show up in a song or song lyric for me. So point number two is really just to consider how you are likely to pick up or receive messages and then look for and trust in those messages. That comes a little bit later, but recognize that if you are someone that is likely to pick up signs, start looking for signs. For me, as I mentioned, journaling after my meditation is a really good time when I'm in that quiet, spiritual, reflective space to pick up messages. And the prompt that I use is what do I most need to hear today? So if we've got spiritual practices, considering how you can tune into your own messages and receive them. The third element is really about tuning out the outside influences, shutting down the distraction and the noise. It is damn near impossible to hear your own inner voice if you're addicted and always listening to everything outside of yourself. Now, this is more than that spiritual piece of getting quiet. This is about not seeking others' opinions and trusting your inner guidance, trusting your inner thoughts. And the more opinions you seek, typically the more confused you will become. I am grateful that I find this pretty easy to do. But that also has a lot to do with my personality. I'm a very self-directed person and I kind of hate other people's thoughts and opinions on where I should be putting my energies. So I tend to play very close to my own chest. Where I have seen it harder is with people who have different temperaments to mine. If you're a person who can't help but want to seek a million different opinions, I'd encourage you to try a couple things. One would be before you're asking the opinion of others, try and sit and journal on what you want first. Get clear around what is your intention and what are you craving. Number two, I would encourage you to practice listening to yourself with small things. So for example, if you're eating at a restaurant, rather than asking others what you should eat or asking the waitress their opinion, take a quiet second to just tune in with your body and ask, what does my body feel like today? Practice those intuitive muscle building exercises. And intuitive eating can be a really good place to start there. Number three, don't go on social media looking for experts on the topic. Like I know I've said, Google, Google if you think you're getting a sign. But honestly, there are so many opinions ready to scream at you out in our social online worlds these days that 
what I have noticed in people is it just leads to confusion because often they'll be contradictory. And if you are soaking up as much information as you can, you still have to find a way to integrate that, sit with it and come to your own decision. So I would just say, be really conscious of not sucking up only external thoughts and opinion and forgetting to create that space to go inside and process and come to your own decision. Nobody else is a better expert on you and what you need than you can be for yourself. So the third point is just really about tuning out the outside influences. And then finally, number four, trust what you hear. This is perhaps the most important stuff. If you want to strengthen your intuition, you have to start using it as a form of guidance. And it is only once you start acting in alignment with what is coming up for you that you will build that reinforcing trust that strengthens your intuitive muscle. You have to be willing to let what is coming up guide your life. You have to trust yourself. And if you don't trust your intuition, what happens is you'll ignore it, you'll push it down, you'll push it away, and it will go quiet again. So sometimes your intuition might give you nudges that are out of line with what you think you want, or the inklings might be uncomfortable and require you to do something hard. If you push those away, you can push them down, you can push them away, you can ignore that intuitive knowing deep down, but it will go quiet. So we all have intuition, but ultimately you have to reinforce this trust cycle and allow what's coming up to be personal guidance information for you to truly harness it. I hope this gives you some insights and thoughts on how you can really start to lean into and strengthen that connection with your personal inner voice and guidance system. And quick summary... I encourage you to lean into a regular spiritual practice. And honestly, I cannot speak highly enough about meditation. Start to consider how you're most likely to receive guidance and then put practices in place to facilitate that. Tune out the outside influences. Stop seeking everybody else's opinion and trust yourself with the guidance you receive. Do not question it, but lean into that intuitive hit and information when it comes through. The book I mentioned was Shannon Kaiser's latest and it's called Return to You and it is a great read and one that is very much based on developing this deeper relationship with yourself. So if you want to dive a little deeper I'd also encourage you to check it out. As we move into this beautiful fall season I'm up here in Minnesota it's getting crisp very quickly Weather's been a bit up and down, to be honest. I feel like we've been bouncing between summer and winter. Don't know if we're in fall at all. But I also feel like the change of seasons is a great way to formulate new habits and start reflecting. This move into winter feels like a natural time to start tuning in and reflecting inward. So take advantage of that seasonal alignment too. We'll be back the week after next. In the meantime, If this was useful for you, please take a moment to write a review and share some stars. It does help people see the podcast in Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen. You can visit us over at heretothrive.com to learn more or find me on Instagram at kate.snowwise. 
Until next time, beautiful people, just keep thriving, keep thriving.